Welcome to Jim Galliano's Building a Better Web Presence podcast. Build something better with less moving parts, less overhead, and less headaches. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. This is Jim Galliano, and I'm glad to be here with you for today's podcast episode. Now, if you're a longtime listener, welcome back. If you're a new listener to this show, let me just say something that the longtime listeners probably already know. When it comes to the world of online entrepreneurial opportunity, I favor the personal brand approach over the company brand approach more often than not, especially when it makes sense to take that kind of approach to your digital marketing campaigns. Now, obviously, if you're a larger company brand and you're competing against established corporate brands, it makes sense to build a corporate brand for the company as well as for yourself. But even then, keep in mind that people are still doing business with people. You and I do business with big corporate brands, but if we're happy with our business relationship, oftentimes it's because of the individuals representing those brands that we're actually interacting with. Those are the people we grow to know. Those are the people we grow to like and trust. Those are the people we're doing business with. And so when you look at a larger type of corporate brand, everyone from the managers within the company to the sales force, they become what you might call personal brand representatives of the larger corporate brand. And let me just add an example here, as long as I'm jumping right into this, that involves Facebook, because I'm going to be talking about Facebook today and marketing yourself as a personal brand on Facebook. On Facebook, we see representatives of personal brands as well as corporate brands all the time. The corporate brands, however, usually employ marketers who become the face of the company and they're the face of the company on platforms like Facebook and Instagram. They're the people that give the updates, they answer questions, they promote things having to do with the products or the services that corporate brand is offering. They become the face and the voice of the company brand. And in the process, however, these individuals are also, most of them recognize this. I'm sure that some of them who are younger maybe don't recognize it quite as much yet, but they're also building their personal brands. These individuals personalize things that would otherwise not have very much of a personal type of feel to it, if that makes sense. Now, if that individual ever decides to leave the larger company, they usually won't have any problem whatsoever when it comes to whatever comes next because of the social capital they've amassed or accrued online over time. Social capital refers to the benefits and the resources that you personally can obtain through your social networks and through your own interpersonal connections. So whether these individuals strike it out on their own, whether they start a side hustle, or whether they go to work for another corporate brand, they're never really starting over again the way, let's say, the average person would in the offline world if they lost their job. Now, this personal brand building concept has always been in play in the world, the business world I'm talking about, long before we had a label that's attached to it. Today, we call it personal brands. But the difference is that today, the online world has made it easier than ever for people just like you and I to build our own brands because 
the record of what we leave behind on all these various social platforms, Facebook, of course, being the largest, is out there. People know that we've helped others in the past. People have laughed at some of the jokes we've told or they've appreciated the time that we've taken, whether directly on a group message board, whether it be on your personal profile. You took the time to explain something to someone who had a problem. You've guided them in the right direction. I'm talking about, of course, people that are using Facebook in this example for business purposes. There's been plenty of times I've used my personal profile much in the same way I would my business profile, not just to talk about products and services, but to connect with new people, to interact with them, and to talk about things that they were interested in. I haven't done this so much on Instagram, although my particular kind of brand doesn't have as strong as a visual impact because I don't really have a whole bunch of products like some of my clients do who are always posting images of product boxes or the actual products that they have combinations of products sales they're offering it all depends on how your individual business is set up now before we go any further today's episode is sponsored by two of my own personal marketing resources the digital strategist newsletter and the one to many system the digital strategist newsletter is my monthly newsletter which is released at the end of every month, usually on the 23rd or the 24th. It's absolutely free, and it's designed to give you insights that can help you think through your own marketing strategies and options. So if you haven't already done so, head over to jimsnewsletter.com. That's jimsnewsletter.com, J-I-M-S, jimsnewsletter.com. Sign up there. Back issues are also available for you to browse through, so you can go ahead and check that out. And also, if you're struggling to build a complete marketing and sales system, I'm talking about having the complete system plugged into your business. This is where the one-to-many system is available to help you. This is my large program. It's designed to remove all the guesswork and confusion that comes with online marketing and sales. It'll help you build a successful website and marketing strategy for your own business. You can learn the complete framework and you'll be able to apply it to any of your future projects as well as your client projects. That's available at at one-to-many-system.com. That's one-to-many-system.com. If you haven't checked that out and watched the webinar yet, go ahead and do that before you forget. All right, let's get back to talking about marketing yourself, your business, and doing it as a personal brand on Facebook. Okay, before I really dive into this, I just feel the need to explain something quickly up front. I know that over the past several years, I have not been exactly a big fan of Facebook. I believe that if it wasn't for my business presence, I would completely disconnect from it, probably altogether, only logging in probably once every few months and just to see what was happening with some friends and family members. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have much use for it. That said, in the past, I really did enjoy the platform. If it wasn't for this platform, I don't know if I ever would have met Lori and many of you who I've grown to connect with over the years and I have friendships with. I can accredit that to, in large part, to Facebook. Maybe we would have met on another platform. Maybe not, but it just so happened that Facebook was the place where I connected with a lot of you. And for that, I don't want to completely diss it 
Since that time, of course, so many things have gone wrong with the platform. There, it has gone through multiple lawsuits, both in the United States and beyond, for deceptive practices and advertising false information and things of that nature. People thought they were spending an ad and reaching X number of people, where it turns out that Facebook was falsifying those numbers. For those of you who aren't aware of that, it's happened three times in, I believe, the past 15 years. Every time Facebook has lost, and so sometimes you think, well, if they went through a lawsuit and lost the first time, why would they repeat that same error two more times, each time resulting in an even bigger fine? Well, obviously, the fine and the expenses that go with paying those fines is small enough, at least from where they're sitting, to continue some deceptive practices. And so when I look at Facebook, I look at Facebook as an organic marketing system. Yes, it's designed to be a paid-to-play system. If you don't pay to play, you're not going to get the kind of reach organically that would have been possible, let's say, a long time ago, back in, let's say, 2010 through 2015, where a lot of people grew their business organically, just using Facebook, not even having a website. I've known people who have done that. But let's talk about where we are today. There are still some good things about the platform, even though it doesn't have the activity that it once did in the past. A lot of people still maintain a profile on it. And whether you're selling products or services, Facebook still continues to provide a platform for each of us to, at the very least, showcase some of our expertise and engage with people who could go on to become potential customers or friends for life. Now, the magic isn't within the the neighborhood that we met, let's say some of our childhood friends. That's just where they happen to be. And likewise, when I look at these various platforms online, it's not the platforms themselves that make the people. It's the people that make the platforms until the platforms become maybe a little bit too big and they no longer... I don't want to say respect the people that help build them, but they no longer put the people first. They put the profits first. And as a business person, I don't want to get into a big argument about the pros and cons of these super platforms that we have today versus the way the internet used to be. It, It is what it is. And just like anything else in life, you have to adjust to the changing circumstances the changer, the changes that happen in the playing field that you're doing business in, and so on and so forth. So the nice thing is, is that you don't need a big budget if you're going to use Facebook. You can still get results organically. It's just the process isn't as fast or as seamless as it used to be. So today I want to talk about a step-by-step strategy that you can use for creating and optimizing or improving a Facebook page that you can use to promote your products and services. We'll also look at some pros and cons about doing it a different way, creating yourself as a personal brand or public figure as opposed to a a business page. So if you're looking to grow your personal brand or business on Facebook and you're not going to spend any money, not even a dime on ads, you can do this. And I wanna get into this a little bit. Now I understand that a lot of you, you're busy entrepreneurs, you're a solo entrepreneur, you don't have a lot of time to spend, let alone resources, and you need a strategy for making the most of your time on Facebook. So you can focus on doing whatever it is that you do best. Now, regardless of whether you're an experienced Facebook user or you're just beginning, let me just come right out and say this. There's no need for expensive tools. There's no need for complicated techniques to elevate your personal brand. 
or to take your business to the next level. And like I said, although it's true that Facebook may not provide the same quick and effortless results that it did in the past for many, it remains a fact that the majority of your potential clients or customers still maintain a profile on this platform. So we can argue that investing some time on it, it carries no risk and it still gives you a potential of a significant yield or significant benefits down the line. Everything in marketing, and this includes Facebook marketing, starts with your audience or your niche. So the first step in building your personal brand on Facebook or anywhere else is to identify who your target market is, who you wanna be talking to, who do you wanna reach, what kinds of problems do they have that you can solve? What makes you unique compared to others in your industry? Now, if you're a fan of marketing materials or marketing information, you hear the same thing, maybe word a little bit differently, over and over and over again. But it, it's worth repeating. Who do you want to reach? Have you ever reached a group of people only to decide that that wasn't the group that you're best suited for? Absolutely. Sometimes this involves trial and error. So maybe you reached out to the wrong group of people last time. Who do you want to reach out to this time? Once you get a clear understanding of who it is that you want to be talking to, the audience, the niche, pick whatever label you want, then you can move forward with more confidence and create the kind of content and develop the kind of messaging that's going to resonate with them. Today, especially in a place like Facebook, if you talk to everyone, you're talking to no one. Creating a Facebook page, it's still free, it's still simple to do. All you have to do is log in to your personal account. There is a create button in the top right-hand corner, at least I think it's still there. And then you just choose the page option and that will follow with some prompts to help you set up a business page. Just make sure to choose a clear and concise name that represents your brand and your niche. I chose my own name. If you already have a page that's set up or maybe it's gone inactive, then maybe you just think about rebooting what you already have there. Maybe you change the graphics or you change some of the text and you create a page that reflects where your brand is at, where you're at today. Now, some of you, perhaps many listening, already are kind of like Facebook pros and you've been on the platform for years, you know what to do more or less. There are just certain things that you've stopped doing. You have to refine your process a bit and then you have to get back into it. So choose a page type, business or public figure, for example. Choose the category that best represents your brand. Again, maybe that's changed, so you have to go back and change it. Choose a profile picture. I know mine's become dated now. I've had the same one for over a decade. Choose a cover photo that reflects your brand, something maybe that catches the eye a little bit. Again, I fall into that category of that's something that I've neglected. And I think I'm personally thinking about getting more involved in Facebook again. Maybe a, a few months from now, I'll start to become a regular again. We'll see. Time will tell. But... Either way, however you're doing it, we're talking about creating your own page. Fill out your information thoroughly, include your bio, uh, link to your website, your contact information, all of that. You can customize your call to action button to encourage the visitors to that page to do whatever you want them to do. Learn more, shop now, sign up, however you wanna do that. Next, 
optimize your page for search. In other words, include relevant keywords in your page name, in the about section, and uh, the posts to help people find you. Use Facebook Insights. Facebook has it, it's called Facebook Insights. If you're not sure about that, just do a quick search on it. As of this recording, you would go to your page and then on the left-hand side, you would find the link that says Manage Page. You would click on that and then beneath that you would find more tools. You would click on that and look for the link that says Meta Business Suite. Once you click on that, you have access to the Facebook Insights for that page and I believe any other page that you may happen to have. Now back in the early days of Facebook, we really didn't have to do very much planning or plotting. What I mean is we didn't sit down and think, okay, I have to post high quality content. I need to do it on some kind of a schedule. I need to join and participate in relevant Facebook groups when that became a thing. We kind of just jumped in there. We engaged in conversations because there were so many of them to engage in. Uh, we had a lot of back and forth. We met people in the inbox. We became friends with people, like I said before, that we would otherwise never been able to connect with probably if Facebook hadn't existed. A lot of good things happen. Fast forward to today, people are a little more mechanical about it and they're thinking, okay, what type of content do I have to post in order to get people's attention? These are questions that you need to answer, I would say, before you actually set up the page. This is, these are the things that you need to think through. I think if I were starting again today from scratch, getting started on Facebook, I would try and answer these questions and sort of look at it the way I would planning out content for a blog or an email marketing campaign or anything like that where I was going to be producing regular content, trying to help my audience, trying to connect with uh, future customers, future clients, and that sort of thing. I think I would be a little more dotting the I's and crossing the T's as opposed to before when you could just jump in and start talking with people. It happened naturally. The, the nice thing about the natural connection that you make with people is that there's a real substance to it that isn't there when you're just doing business only, which brings up this optional point, and that is consider experimenting with Facebook Live. Now, I know a lot of people don't like being on video. They feel very self-conscious about it. Believe me, I completely understand where you're coming from. I remember in the early days when I used to do audio recordings, I would listen to my voice. I didn't like the way my voice sounded. I wish it sounded deeper or different. Everybody feels, I think, unless you're really a narcissist, I think everyone wishes they looked a little different, sounded a little different, had a little different type of experiences maybe than they had. But we're living in the real world. No one's perfect. No one looks like a movie star. Not even the movie stars look like movie stars anymore. But experimenting with Facebook Live is going to do something for you that I believe that you're not going to be able to get just by the standard regular trying to post some content, trying to engage in conversations because it adds the element of video. If you do Facebook Live, you can connect with your audience in real time. You can share those same insights that you would otherwise be sharing maybe in a text post. You can give them a glimpse behind the scenes of your business. Also, Facebook Live has analytics that are available to measure the engagement and then from there, like any other type of marketing, you can adjust your approach. I've said this before and it's relative to this topic that when I started my podcast I was weighing the pros and cons of podcasting versus creating a video channel. Now I've created plenty of videos before but they're mainly for courses and they're mainly for one-on-one -on -one communications with 
prospective clients and existing clients. So I feel comfortable creating videos that are more or less casual conversation. If I was going to teach something formally or put in some kind of a presentation, then naturally I'm going to spend a little bit more time in the editing process, which can be very time consuming when it comes to video, things like getting the lighting right and all of that. Even if you have the words right, but the lighting's off, you know what I'm talking about. Now, the one thing about Facebook Live is it's sort of somewhere in between. Like any other type of live video, if you ever go on a call, it's a Zoom call, maybe it's a recording of a Zoom call, and you see several people going back and forth. And when you look at them, you can see that nothing is really perfect. Maybe the quality of video isn't as good as it could be, the quality of lighting, but you're not there for any of that. You're not there, you're not watching like a professionally produced commercial, let's say. You're there for the information. And so I think it's the same way with Facebook Live, where you get to meet people where it's real. It's kind of like that face-to-face elements there. And I think that you could really grow a Facebook presence much better today using a tool like video, like a Facebook Live, or even a pre-recorded video that you upload. Because again, when people can hear your voice, or if they can hear your voice and see your face as you're speaking, the connection is made in a much smaller span of time with your audience than it will be if you just do text alone. Okay, going a little bit further, we can look at topics like what are the pros and cons of having a business page versus being a public figure? If I'm gonna be a personal brand, wouldn't I wanna be a public figure? This is something that I thought about quite a bit, but the public figure aspect wasn't there, wasn't as popular when I started my business page. But look, let's look at the pros and cons of this. The pros are, Business pages are designed specifically for businesses, and that allows for advertising, insights, and access to a lot of advanced features. Now, the cons are you can come across less personal or, like I said, less authentic, and it may be less effective if you're a personal brand. That's the reality of it. Then we can look at the pros and cons of the public figure pages. The pros are Those pages are designed for individuals who want to build a personal brand. A lot of you, myself included, have a business page that's already established. Even if you're not keeping up with it, you have plenty of people on there. And if you want to jump back on board and reboot it, and the pros are is that that can be more engaging and relatable if you have a public figure page as opposed to a business one. And it can further help establish you as a thought leader or an influencer. Now, I know those terms are kind of, uh, they, they have some negative connotations depending on your age, your background, and a lot of things. Uh, there are some influencers who have get, given the, that a bad name. But if you look at the cons of it, of having that kind of page, there are limited advertising options if that's the way that you're going to go. And it may not be suitable for businesses that If you have a team behind you or multiple people representing the brand, those are the cons. However, like I said, if you are going to build a personal brand, there are pros of having a business page. So it might be worthwhile. And yeah, is it a lot of work? It's going to be a lot of work starting something from the ground up, no matter where you are. So that may be something that you might want to ask yourself, can I stick with this? This Is something I'm going to stay with? Or would it make more sense to create a personal brand on a platform like a YouTube or on an Instagram because there's more people watching that kind of content, that visual content there, and doing it there instead? 
So how do you decide on what type of page to create or do you experiment with both of them? I guess it depends on your time, how much time that you have, but consider your overall goals. Really think about your audience because your audience is not going to follow you on like 20 different platforms. It's true that if you're going to spend a lot of time on Facebook, you're probably not going to spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. In other words, wherever you spend most of your time, maybe it's Instagram. If that's where your audience is, it makes sense to spend most of your time there. We happen to be talking about Facebook today. So if most of your audience is on Facebook, then it makes sense to allocate your time with that in mind to being active on Facebook. If you're primarily selling products or services and you want to use Facebook advertising, then the business page is probably going to be a better fit for you if you're going to be selling them directly. If you're focused on just building your personal brand so that people know who you are and you want to establish yourself as a leader around that topic, and it can be anything. We can be just talking about design. We can be talking about writing. We can be talking about marketing, health, fitness, anything. Sharing your message with a wider audience, having a public figure page may be more effective. So this is just a piece it's like a little cog in the overall machine. You have to decide where does this fit in to my marketing? Am I actually going to make the sale here or am I going to create awareness here or am I going to do a combination of both? Usually you have to test these things out for yourself to see what's going to work for your specific use case and what will not. That's the only way to know. You can look at this on paper and you can go back and forth, but it's not until you actually test it out for yourself that you're going to know for sure. Now, let me share with you a case study of a graphic designer who decided to undertake the journey of building a personal brand using Facebook, using everything that I've shared in today's podcast. So this is our step-by-step journey. Her name is Michelle. She is a freelance graphic designer, and her goal was to establish herself as an expert in the field of graphic design as well as entrepreneurship with the hope of attracting more clients. It's one thing to be known as a designer, a developer, a marketer, or whatever label that you want to add to that. But it's another thing to incorporate other elements such as experience with sales, experience with business growth, and those other things that will make you even more valuable. Now, her challenges were she has limited time and basically a non-existent budget. However, at her foundation, she's committed to using Facebook to grow her personal brand. So this is her step-by-step strategy. There are five different points. She started out with the first point that I shared in today's episode and followed all the way through. First thing was to create a public figure page for herself. She opted to do this instead of the business page because in the past, she created a business page and it never quite grew the way she had hoped. She never really felt that it represented her brand. So rather than go back and try and reformulate that, redesign it, reposition it, she just decided it would be easier to start from scratch and create a public figure page for herself using her name and a professional profile picture. So she spent 30 minutes optimizing her page. And what I mean by that is she filled out her bio. She made sure the bio had a call to action in it, using it as an opportunity to connect with people. She added a really well-designed cover photo and included links to her personal brand website, as well as her portfolio, which was on a different URL, different domain. Her next step, step number two, was to join relevant groups and engage within different communities. So Michelle spent 15 minutes a day browsing Facebook groups relative to the topics of graphic design and creative 
entrepreneurship. You know, those two things go together very well. She commented on posts. She answered questions. She shared her expertise. And all of those things were helping to establish herself as one of the thought leaders in the community. Step number three, she focused on posting regularly and providing value to the people that were following her posts. Michelle said she spent approximately 30 minutes every week creating content for her Facebook page. Put 30 minutes aside, and like most people, she's a morning person, so she did this in the morning before the day got busy, and she put together tips for fellow designers. She had scenes of what she was doing with her own work, you know, kind of like behind-the-scenes glimpses portfolio updates, things like that. She put it all together and got it at the beginning of the week for the entire week that was ahead. And then she went ahead and used Canva to create nice graphics that added relevancy to whatever it was she was posting. But here's the key. Step number four was she decided to run a Facebook Live session to talk about her work and her expertise and design. And she spent an hour doing this Every week, once a week, a live session talking about her latest design work, how she came up with the designs, what she had to overcome, and answering questions from viewers. She used BeLive. I also have BeLive, but I haven't used it probably in, in at least a year. But it adds overlays and logos to the video, so you can use it as, like, as your Facebook Live tool. And then she promoted those BeLive sessions, those one-hour sessions, in the various relevant Facebook groups on her page. So it wasn't like she was spending hours a day on Facebook like a lot of us did back in the early years. Again, limited time, limited money. The only thing she paid for was Be Live. And that's not necessary, but she just enjoyed the fact that as a graphic designer, if you can add some additional videos that will maybe impress your audience, well, that's just an added plus. So, and, and then finally, she focused on consistency and made sure she was showing up week after week after week. Other people within the groups who were managing the groups began to appreciate the fact that she was spending some time in their groups answering questions, getting to know people. The people were having their questions answered. You know, they were glad they're connecting with Michelle for the first time. And so all these things started working. And it wasn't long until month number two rolled around. And she reached out to a fellow designer who also had a very popular Facebook group to offer to collaborate on a design challenge. And she showed this person what she was doing with her Facebook Lives, and the other person went for it. And so they spent two weeks together planning and promoting their design challenge. And I believe they used it was either Trello or Asana to stay organized, the free version of those. The reason why I'm saying what they used to organize their graphic design challenge is the fact that you don't have to pay for tools in the beginning, especially if you're not sure whether you're going to like the tool or enjoy it long term. How many times has somebody told you about a certain tool that they use and they love and they use it every day in their business? And so you just step out and you get a subscription or you buy the tool and then you discover it's just not a good fit for you. But the collaboration is something that a lot of times just happens naturally. I know some people use spreadsheets and they decide who they're going to reach out to. But I just find that if you just take the time to get to know people on Facebook, some of these collaborations will just happen naturally within a conversation. It could be outside of the platform. It could be on direct messaging back and forth. But now here's the results. After three months 
of consistency, Michelle has grown her Facebook page, her personal brand page, her public figure page to a thousand followers, thousand plus. She's also attracted several new clients that she wouldn't have had had she not put forth the effort. She's already establishing herself as a thought leader in her niche, and she's building relationships with other people who have influence as well as other business owners in her field. So as she reflected on the process and did say, did admit that it was challenging at times, she did say that the key for her was to stay focused on her goals, to be authentic. If you've never heard that advice before, be authentic, it simply means don't try to be someone you're not. I know everyone wants to be a little more interesting, a little more exciting, and you can be all those things within your existing personality type. But if you try to be somebody you're not and you're not really growing into it realistically, then it comes across as being forced. Kind of like watching a B movie with really bad acting in it. You don't want to be that person. So yes, collaboration, community, all of those things still exist on Facebook. Michelle's a great example of this. By following a step-by-step, very simple strategy, she's able to build her personal brand. She's able to start achieving her goals, all while staying within a very limited budget and as well as very limited time constraints. So with the right thinking, with the right tools, with the commitment to be consistent, there's no reason why you can't use Facebook today to grow your business and to continue to reach a wider audience. Okay, that's about all for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think it will help a friend, please go ahead and share the episode link with them. Share it on Facebook, Twitter, email, or anywhere else. Or you can send them directly to jimgalliano.com forward slash podcast. Back episodes can be found there as well. Your sharing of this podcast as a whole or a specific episode link helps me reach more people than I would otherwise probably be able to reach just letting it happen on its own. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks again for listening. Have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you later.